0: Welcome to Love Letters from God. I am your host, Jennifer Mitchell. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you're here. I want to explore with you the Love Letters from God. They are the verses in the Bible which allow us to see God's will for our life. Each month, I will choose a series and find Bible verses that help explain the message for the week. God showed me a simple way to explore each verse, allowing us to dive deeper into the message. It is the B-I-B-L-E method. It will help you understand His Word, His will, and your purpose in this life. So let's grab our Bibles and dive in. Let's talk about love. First, let's define love. It's a strong feeling, affection, or dedication to another. So, I love my husband, I love ice cream, and I love music. Give me all three and I would be in heaven, right? God define love? Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Christ is love and we are to be like Christ. When I think of God's love towards us, I think of the word faithful. In every situation, whether good, bad, or indifferent, He has, is, and will always be there for us. So why should we love God? In First John 4:19, it says, "Love, because He first loved us." In John 3:16, it tells us to love because He paid our price. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. It continues in John 3, 17 and 18 with love because he does not reject, judge, or condemn you. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. In 1 John nine, it says love because He forgives. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says love because He will answer our prayers. His is the confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us, and if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. In Matthew 6 verses 31 through 33, it says, Love because He provides for all of our needs. So do not worry. Do not ask. What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And finally, in John 10, 28, it says, Love because we are His. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of the Father's hand. Are we the same towards God? Or do we stumble when God doesn't give us what we want, when we want? Do you say, I hate you Lord, when a difficult trial has been put on you? We need to work on our love towards Him, He's never given up on us, and He will never give up on us. Last week, we discussed how Jesus shows love and that He is love. And if we are to give love to others, we have to be like Christ, giving with a sincere heart and not with an agenda. Jesus says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 through 39, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Today, we will look at Joshua and how he chose God over everything. Our verse for the week is found in Joshua 24, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, Then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua chose who he would follow. And said each person needs to decide who they will follow, whether it's the God Almighty or their idols. This is such a familiar verse. Joshua's question is a question that we should ask daily. Daily, guys. Will we follow the Almighty God? Are we choosing to follow our idol? Let's now read verses 1 through 15 to get the story behind Joshua's question. It says, Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before the Lord. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago, your ancestors, including the Terah of father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped the other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan, and gave him many descendants, I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country as to Esau, but Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians. By what I did there, I brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites, who live east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of the Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to be a curse for you. But I would not listen to Balaam. So he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Pezites, the Canaanites, the Hizzites, the Jizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also, the two Amorite kings You did not do it with your own sword or bow. So I gave you the land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build. And you lived in them and eat from their vineyards olive groves that you did not plant. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors. Worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are now living, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is getting older and he knows he won't be alive much longer and he wants to get things in order before he dies. In chapter 23, he talks to the leaders and now in chapter 24, he is talking to the people. Joshua tells them, before before they were a nation. God planned to save them. Your father Abraham was the man that God chose to be the father of this nation. His family grew, and God sent Joseph down to Egypt so that he could help prepare for the famine. And through Joseph's family came you guys And your ancestors were so numerous that Egypt became threatened. They killed our baby boys. And yet God continued to prosper us. They made us into slaves. And God's servant Moses rescued us. He took us out of Egypt. God saved us from the Egyptians, wanting us back. God was with us the whole time in the desert. When we were hungry or thirsty, God fed us. When we were frustrated, God consulted us. And when we were unable to fight, God fought our battle. He gave us this land full of milk and honey. Through Joshua, God is reminding the people. He was there in the beginning. He is still with them now and will continue to be with them after they pass. In verse 14, it says, Now throw away your gods and serve the Lord. We need to stop putting something before God. I can't go to church because I have to go to work. My kids have their sport. I want to party the night before. I'm too exhausted. I understand That There will be times that we will have to sacrifice our fellowship with one of these situations, but not as often as we do. These excuses become the reason why we don't go, period. Don't let these excuses consume your life that God isn't priority one. If you can't go, Always watch this sermon online. Stay connected with your Christian family while you are gone. When you are connected to God and His people, you feel like life isn't the same when you're not at church, and you will need to go the next time. And before I get some hate mail, there are plenty of church activities throughout out the week where you can fellowship and get some quality time hearing and studying God's word in church. When you go to church, you are making God priority one, saying that I am setting this time aside for God. Let's d- break down our verse. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now God wants them to respond. Will you choose to follow the constant God or are you going to follow the things you call as gods but are worthless? Joshua as the leader takes the lead. He says, I have made my decision. I choose to follow the mighty everlasting God. We too need to choose. We need to declare it and let nothing get in our way. Don't get distracted by worldly influence. Don't let its power be your master. Don't even let your family distract you. Remember, God is first. Family is second. Then work and then everything else. But what about me, you ask? When you are in communion with God, you take care of yourself. Pleasing the Father is walking in step with the Son, and the guidance of the Holy Spirit will give you the everlasting joy, peace, and patience every day. It's a win-win. I encourage you, to make it a point to spend time with Him in daily prayer, in His Word, and through worship. Doing this pleases God, and it changes you for the life that He has planned for you. As we wrap up, I want you to walk through each day finding the blessings that God gives you. To remind you of his presence and give love and adoration in all times in all situations and above anything else let's make the change and choose God first over everything else when you wake up let him be the first thing you think of and when you go to bed let him be the last Throughout your day, praise Him, talk with Him, and share your life with Him. Thank you so much for checking this out. I hope that this has given you a deeper understanding of God's love. We have a Facebook page called Love Letters from God please feel free to share your thoughts on the verses that we explore. Share this with your family and friends and allow this program to reach others who might need it. Remember, we are to share God's Word with others so they too can have a relationship with Christ. Have a blessed week and we'll see you next Tuesday.